This is the dbcc.com podcast with Mark and Steve Gray. Hoping you lose fat and increase your muscle tone. This is Christina with the DVCC, and today I'm joined with Nathan, trainer at the DVCC's Milton Keynes location, to discuss something that we probably all do, New Year's uh, resolutions. Nathan, we're here today to talk about New Year's resolutions, not resolutions. What are your thoughts on people <laughs> on people setting themselves objectives for the coming year? Um, I mean, I, th- I think setting goals is, is very important. Um, usually smaller goals seem to work best uh, to begin with, and it's, it's important to, to have a big objective, um, but it's, it's equally important to have the smaller, more achievable goals, uh, which will help you to achieve the big goals. So I think a lot of people, you know, they get to the turn of the new year, and they think, okay, I want to lose weight, but they don't really think about how much weight they want to lose or how they're going to achieve that goal, and they just go into the new year with the thought of, I'm, I'm going to lose weight, and they don't really do any planning behind um, what they want to achieve, if that makes sense. Right. So what, in your opinion, would be a good goal to set? Um, it's, it's got to be specific, really, and measurable. So, you know, if, if, if you were trying to lose weight or build muscle, then you want to have some kind of specific... Uh, almost end date to that goal and I mean a lot of people um, might not like the idea of having an end date but what normally happens is when you get towards that end date you start to have other goals that come in so you you kind of continuously um, move your goal if that makes sense the closer you get to it um, I think I think that's one of the main things people need to do is, is to really choose something and then put a kind of specific time scale and how much they want to lose or how much muscle they want to build to it so, for example, instead of saying in 2016, I want to lose weight, um, what would be a better way of, of setting that? Um, so, you know, saying I want to lose, you know, maybe a stone of body fat in, in 2016 or, um, you know, I want to fit into a size 12 uh, dress or a, a size 12 pair of jeans um, coming down from maybe a 14. It's, it's something that you can actually get to that point and be like, Wow, I've, you know, I've actually completed this goal and I've I've actually done it. Rather than I just want to lose weight, can be it, it can, can kind of fluctuate if you see what I mean. You could kind of lose a little bit of weight and then think, oh, I've lost weight. You know, I'm going to go I'm going to go back to my normal way of eating, and then you know, that, that stone of weight that you've lost or that weight that you've lost might might come back on. Right, exactly. So the best idea then, instead of saying I want to lose weight, um, we need to be thinking about putting a number on that, um, whether it's a stone or half a stone or two stone. Um, uh-huh. You mentioned as well something to do with time limits. So what's a realistic kind of time frame for losing, set, let's say, a stone? Um, I mean, depending on what you're doing, um, you could lose a stone in, in probably six, six weeks if, you were, if you're following a good nutritional program um, and training quite regularly. You could, you could probably lose a stone quite quickly. Um, a lot of people tend to make goals too short-term or too long-term. Um, so I always find uh, with our clients it's best to set small weekly goals, then monthly goals, and then a yearly goal as well. Right, because then I guess that each time they reach the goal, they get uh, an incentive to move on to the next goal. Correct, yeah. Okay, so no more writing down, I'm going to lose weight, and then putting it off until next month and next month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, um, you mentioned something about uh, specific goals, quantifiable goals. What's the difference between a vague goal and a quantifiable goal? 
Um, I mean, having a vague goal such as wanting to lose weight and get fit, uh, just not the best type of goals to have. As I said, they're, they're not very specific. So you've got no way of really measuring how close you actually are to achieving them. So a specific goal, as I said, would be something that you have a, a target to work to. Um, and then that goal can be broken down, as I mentioned, into more manageable bite-sized chunks. So, I mean, it, one of my goals last year was to add 10 pounds of muscle, um, which is, you know, I broke it down into I'd need to add just over a pound of muscle a month, which, um, which I, I achieved. Um, but what um, a lot of people might have done would be just to say, you know, I just want to add, I just want to add muscle. Um, and, you know, there's no specific areas where they're looking at building muscle. You know, are you looking at building on your lower body, your upper body? Is it all over? Um, so it's, it's very important to kind of be as specific as you can be about what you want to achieve. Um, and that will actually help you to get to those goals. Right, that's brilliant. So you did actually achieve that goal last year? Yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> I mean, uh, statistically, that less than one in ten people achieve their New Year's resolution. So. Yeah, it's not something that I often... Um, it's not something that I often do, but um, last year, um, Josh, uh, the DVCC manager of Bedford, had written down quite a lot of goals, and um, and they were very specific. Uh, a lot of them were to do with uh, weightlifting and um, and trying to hit a certain amount of weights lifted. So uh, that that really inspired me. So was, I just just took the one of building muscle and went with that, and uh, yeah, I seem to do uh, okay with that. Brilliant. Um, okay, so this is uh, probably a lot of people that are maybe new to health and fitness or new thinking about starting an exercise regime, they might write down, okay, I want to lose weight next year. Um, but what about um, clients that are exercising regularly and eating well? What's a good kind of goal for them to, to set for 2016? Um, I mean, it's quite a hard one, I suppose, for, for me to give somebody a, a goal if they're already... Um, eating well or if they're already you know already training um, it could be to you know exercise maybe a little bit more uh, or exercise with more intensity uh, move up you know a, a couple of kilograms in in dumbbell weight when you're doing certain exercises um, it, it, it could be eating more meals throughout the day um, because a lot of people do eat very healthily but they don't eat as often as they could do so a lot of people have three meals a day and if they are healthy that's very good um, but eating smaller meals at, at more regular frequencies um, is actually more healthy. It allows your hormones to regulate better and um, it just allows your metabolism to work faster as well. So um, goals like that could be, could be quite a good one. Okay. Um, and so for people we already discussed really, people that uh, want to, to start a fitness regime um, next year, um, how do you, I assume January would be one of your busiest times at the DVCC, is that right? Yeah, I mean, at it, it, it January, um, we're, we're very busy at the DVCC, um, but really across the whole um, fitness industry, you'd, you'd see quite a big peak in um, people wanting to, to change. Um, and, I mean, what we try and do at the DVCC is basically keep people motivated um, and try and prompt that change of lifestyle rather than just a short-term change. Because um, it can be very easy to think, you know, it's January, I'm going to hit it hard, you know, and then the end of January comes and people think, oh, you know, I've, I've achieved my goal, I can go back to, to whatever I was doing before. Um, obviously, if, if you're wanting to make a change in January, um, you'd probably want to continue that change throughout the rest of the year. So it's, it's very important between that January, February time to keep the motivation up. Right, especially with all those cold, colder and short days ahead of people. 
Yeah, exactly. So how, you mentioned then keeping up the motivation. How do you do that? How do you help people to, to stay motivated to carry on with their weight loss or weight gain program? Uh, there's a couple of ways. I mean, we at the DVCC, we train in um, small groups. Uh, and that really helps to count uh, or to keep accountability between our clients. So um, a lot of people go to gyms by themselves, um, and you know even myself um, and a lot of my colleagues will probably say you know training by yourself sometimes can be hard. It can be hard to motivate yourself, <laughs> but when you have the accountability of knowing that you're going to train with other people and they might wonder where you've been if you're not there, um, it, it really does build that accountability and keeps you keeps you motivated to keep going as you see other people get results. Um, we also use a progress called the process, uh, the progress tracker, uh, which is done uh, every week to every two weeks. And during the progress tracker, um, we use our state-of-the-art in-body machine or our in-body analysis machine to track our clients' results. Um, and this helps to keep attendance very high because clients know that they're, that they're keeping their progression up mm -hmm. and um, they're getting closer towards their goals. Um, another way that we keep people um, motivated is by changing the phase of training. So. Uh, once every four weeks we change the overall structure of our program to make sure that clients aren't coming in doing the same exercise or the same kind of routine day in day out um, and that allows people to stay motivated as well. Right, so it's keeping it varied as well, varied, interesting, um, a bit of group support um, uh -huh. and the progress tracker, is that, is that weighing people um, or what else do you do? Yeah, it's, it's done on our in-body analysis machine so um, we tend to stay away from the, the weight aspect of things. Um, we, uh, we, what we do is we break down body fat and skeletal muscle mass. Um, so that way, rather than just giving people an overall number of weight, we can say, you know, you, you've lost two pounds of fat this week and you've gained a pound of muscle. Um, and that's, that's quite a big difference um, to, if you were to, just to compare it to weight, if you did lose two pounds of fat and put on one pound of muscle, you'd only show a net weight loss on the scales of a pound. Whereas right. in reality, you've lost two pounds of fat and built an extra pound of muscle, which is a, a, a significant difference. Right, yeah, so definitely much more motivating as well because people could get disillusioned if they, if they think that they're not losing weight. So Definitely, and, and that's one thing that the, the Progress Tracker is really good for. Um, it, it shows complete breakdown, whereas you know a lot of people will weigh themselves on the scales, but they might weigh themselves at different times of the day. They, there's loads of different things that, that can be factored in that wouldn't give you a very accurate result, whereas the in-body analysis machine breaks everything down, and we tend to ask our clients to come in around the same time each day, to, well, not each day, each week, to, to get themselves measured. Okay, brilliant. So um, would you encourage your clients not to weigh themselves every day? Yes, I, I, I definitely wouldn't. Um, you know, weighing yourself every day, uh, your weight can fluctuate, you know, by, the, by every six hours. You could weigh yourself in the morning and then weigh yourself in the evening, and you, you could have put weight on or lost weight. I mean, um, hydration levels, uh, the intake of food, you know, if you wake up in the morning on an empty stomach and then you weigh yourself again in the evening when you've eaten and you've drunk fluid, you're, no doubt you're going to weigh more. Um, weighing yourself every day is not, is not something that I would advise doing. Um, if you are going to weigh yourself, the best time to do it is in the morning around the same time uh, before you've eaten. Um, and you want to do it as, as accurately as possible, if that makes sense, under the same circumstances. Um, so if you weigh yourself in, in just your boxes or your, your underwear, um, the next time you weigh, you want to weigh, you want to wear the same things. You don't want to be wearing a coat or right. you know, a heavy pair of jeans or something along those lines because it won't show uh, an accurate reflection of, of your, your weight. Right, and it's going to put you in a bad mood for the rest of the day. Exactly. <laughs> um, and how about, that's the exercise side of things. How, how else do you help people make a drastic change to their eating and lifestyle habits? 
Um, I mean, this is this is another thing. We, we, we use the DVCC transformation habits. Um, what we've found is that some people can make very, very drastic changes, um, but a lot of people that try to make mass changes all at once, um, it can be very challenging. And using the DVCC transformation habits, what we do is we give our clients one habit uh, which they can focus on, which will give them the very best results. So when they've made that particular change a habit and they've formed it and they're doing it regularly, uh, we give them another one to focus on. And this, this really helps to build confidence in themselves and helps them to adopt a healthier lifestyle. Right. So it basically comes down to the same, the same idea, is breaking everything down into manageable kind of bite-sized pieces. Yeah, because, you know, if, if you came to, um, to exercise uh, at, any, at any fitness centre um, and, you know, someone said to you, right, you need to train six times a week, you need to drink like six or five litres of water, you need to eat only chicken, you need to eat vegetables with every meal and then you can't have any X, Y or Z, you know, that's a lot of stuff that you're, yeah. you're putting on yourself at once. Um, and what, what I've noticed is if, if you do give people too much to handle, when one thing breaks, normally everything breaks. So, you know, people can feel like they've, they've become a failure and then they just stop everything and go back to the way they were. So it, it just seems more manageable um, to, to add one thing in at a time and results can still go, still go well by doing that. Definitely. Um, okay, then. and how about you for the coming year? Have you made any resolutions? Uh, I haven't at this moment. Um, I actually, I'm currently thinking about what I want to do, but I haven't made any as as of yet. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down probably tomorrow and uh, and have a little think. We'll we'll watch this space then, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Um, the DVCC has centres in Bedford, Milton Keynes, Northampton, Hitting, and very shortly Stevenage in central Bedfordshire. So if you've been listening to this interview and you'd like to find out more about how the DVCC can help you, then please book an appointment for a DVCC 60-minute discovery call at www.thedvcc.com forward slash sign up. Thanks for listening. Head over to thedvcc.com to leave a comment or find out how we can help you achieve your transformation.